Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom from modern day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Thanks for joining us today in the second part of our conversation with our guest. If you missed the first part of the conversation, you might want to go back and listen to that one first, or at very least read the show notes so you know who it is that we're talking to. But I think that you'd be really well served to check out that first episode. So if you haven't heard that one yet, go back one episode and listen to the first part of the conversation to hear the foundation of where we're coming from, and then come back to this one to dive into the rest of our conversation, exploring how our guest's life has provided them with so much medicine for their own life and the rest of the people that share it with them. So don't miss the backstory. Go check that out and come back. We'll be here. And if you're ready, here we go. Yeah, real a real experience for a young person, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so... As I had mentioned, you know, coming coming back home, I did end up getting together with this person, uh, mm. and we moved to Seattle together. Mm. Uh, but I, I was I was at a time where I really didn't trust people. Yeah. I didn't understand, you know, what had happened to me in New Zealand, especially with that man, and and I was scared. I was scared of people in terms of them having some kind of power, mm-hmm. potentially, or 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 me having what I had perceived at the time as an inability to protect myself or something like that. And so, um, so yeah, it took me a while to come out of my shell, but as I mentioned, um, things did really turn around, uh, and, and five element acupuncture was a huge help. And, uh, and my time in Seattle ended up being really beautiful, such a beautiful place, and ended up uh, uh, continu- continuing to play djembe, and and um, I was part of a performance group uh, up there uh, for that music, and just a really beautiful, booming community up there, a lot of uh, really amazing musicians from West Africa, and, mm-hmm. and a good community there, too, so... Um, just to come back even to your original question, uh, that was one of the places that was, that was great uh, mm-hmm. in its own way. Yeah. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about our, our West African connection that we both share. But first I just want to name and wonder into too, that like, I hadn't realized that your connection to five elements acupuncture went all the way back to essentially that time in your youth when you really needed to recover from this trauma. Mm -hmm. And then now you came back to study it later in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting connection there. Like obviously that was part of the initiation. I'm sure there's probably more too. Do you have any guesses as to like what all was involved in that initiation for you? Yeah, I think, uh, just in sort of reflecting back, um, 
There's a few things, and I think one of them just sort of starts with um, just kind of seeing how I was really going against what was in my heart in some ways. Mm. I kind of wanted to have my cake and eat it too, you mm. know, as like such a such a, such a young person's uh, uh, perspective. Wait, that's just young people? <laughs> oh, yeah, I still true. struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, suppo I suppose I do too. I do too. You got over it? Great. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I want it all. <laughs> and why can't we have it all, right? right? <laughs> well, you know, in some ways, I feel like we can in, in, in some of the goodness of life. Yeah. Um, but in this instance, it was just confused. I was, mm. I was playing with someone's emotions, my own, and, 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 and these, these gals at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a lot of it was very sex driven. Mm -hmm. Um, and even just, uh, in terms of the, the trip to New Zealand itself, it was like, uh, <laughs> I think there was a big part of me that wanted to explore. And I think I was also in this very obvious naive place and feeling like I was totally infallible. And, um, and so I think, I think part of it is, is just sort of highlighting, um, uh, one thing, one thing of just, of, of, uh, sort of what, what can potentially come when we're um, confused or or not clear or not following our heart or not listening to our heart? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, that's that's one thing that comes, but also um, also too on the other side, um, as you mentioned, like I did discover uh, somehow uh, five element acupuncture through this experience, and as harrowing as it was. Um, I can speak about it now without having a, a sort of a trauma response in my body, and mm -hmm. um, and it it did lead me to to five element acupuncture, which has been such an amazing uh, amazing journey, and it's such an amazing medicine. Um, so that's like the jewel that came out mm -hmm. of uh, out of that for sure, which it's really nice to to be reminded of <laughs> and, uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, just staying with this rite of passage idea for a moment, you know, that like I, I have two schools of mind with it. Like one, I've, as, as our story began today, like I, I've been involved with very intentional rites of passage, um, very Native American, Lakota based that have a very intentional set and setting container and guide and, and that sort of thing that um, really is, um, it took me many years to realize this, but it, it is an intentional trauma. Like you're depriving your body of water and food and of any necessities and a lot of suffering happens during that. Um, and other ceremonies too, like Sundance and things like that. There's, there's an intentional trauma that happens um, and your story though, is like, you didn't have the intention of this is going to be a rite of passage and a trauma happened. Many traumas happened. And from those traumas actually grew your, um, call to five elements acupuncture. And I, I don't know if maybe, obviously you probably know this from studying it, but I, I'm learning hearing your story too, is that how acupuncture really isn't just about like in the West here, I think we 
think of it in terms of like helping with physical pains. Um, I think that's most commonly what people seek acupuncture for, or maybe like low energy or hormonal things. I've also heard of a lot, but like, it seemed like it really helped pull you out of some trauma and some psychological things that were happening and, and really bring a lot more balance to your life. Is, is that true? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, uh, oftentimes there's, uh, there's a thought about five element ac or about acupuncture itself, um, kind of just being great for, for physical things, um, which it is absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is also, uh, really great for mental and emotional and spiritual things as well. And mm -hmm. especially five element acupuncture, um, uh, really takes a significant look at those places and really shines in that. And, and I, um, I really, I really witnessed that, uh, you know, in my own experience, it was great. I, I went, uh, essentially from being, um, like I said, quite shell shocked, uh, to, to just feeling like myself again and also mm -hmm. thriving, um, which I, uh, uh, have had the privilege of witnessing in terms of working with people, just seeing, uh, their lives transform. It's really not uncommon to hear that. So that's really, uh, it's an unspeakably beautiful gift of, of being an acupuncturist for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> well, I want to ask, uh, Kale, just since I have the privilege of knowing you a little bit more and, and hearing your timeline, um, you know, first of all, like you've just shared something big with us, you know, this move from Denver to Gainesville, uh, to New Zealand, to Seattle, like there's these big extremes that have happened, but that's still like a relatively short period of time in your life, you know, mm -hmm. what, maybe mm -hmm. five, six, eight years, something like that. And mm -hmm. I don't know that you were done with your, your travels at that point either. Mm -hmm. Like, um, <laughs> it, it, any other highlights or major milestones between then and now driving forces, curiosities, th uh, major experiences that also have shaped you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that was a big thing, but it certainly wasn't, uh, wasn't the end of my travels. Uh, thankfully, um, uh, yeah, after, after Seattle ended up moving to New Mexico, um, even though I was in love with Seattle, uh, my partner at the time did not love it. And, mm. um, and also was, pr uh, practicing a type of body work that was taught in Santa Fe. And, uh, I had become involved, uh, or was attuned to Reiki actually, uh, in college. It was kind of my introduction to body work, um, and discovered a, a massage school in, um, in Albuquerque and, uh, and so ended up moving to Albuquerque, uh, going to massage school and, um, uh, splitting in this relationship. Uh, eventually we, um, went through some, I think some financial turmoil, unfortunately that kind of, mm. uh, made things difficult, I think, and created some space with us and eventually ended up parting. Um, started doing some massage and getting uh, more deeply interested in herbalism actually at the time. And New Mexico is a really wonderful place to, uh, to study herbs and, mm. um, uh, just a really beautiful blend of sort of, uh, indigenous culture and Hispanic culture, uh, and just generally sort of like, a 
uh, a healing culture there that creates this really lovely melting pot for studying those kinds of things. And so yeah. I was fortunate to, to get into that. And um, also uh, around uh, the time of finishing um, massage school, I, I uh, found myself in a relationship with a woman from Spain uh, who, uh, who, uh, was a massage therapist who also came to the school that I went to to study uh, a specific modality called core synchronism that was taught at the New Mexico School of Natural Therapeutics where mm. I went. And uh, and um, after getting in this relationship, uh, this uh, she had had some experience uh, living in Mexico and um, essentially had some friends there. Uh, and uh, suggested that maybe we go live there for a while. And so I was only able to go there on a visitor's visa. So I think um, I forget the amount of time uh, that I was allowed for that, but um, ended up uh, moving to Mexico with her, which was a uh, uh, pretty exciting experience. I had learned some Spanish uh in uh, high school and in college a little bit. And I was excited to uh, just to go live uh, in another culture. It was in uh, Playa del Carmen on the Yucatan Peninsula. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, it was beautiful. Um, just a really sort of uh, interesting uh, uh, area. Playa del Carmen seems to have uh, a reputation for being sort of a meeting place, hmm. a place where people, uh, I think even from way back when would come together and trade and, uh, exchange ideas and, um, create. And, um, the Mayan culture there is, uh, is, uh, it's really, uh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I don't know, it was in a time of kind of, uh, really just, exploring and seeking and um, uh, just interested in uh, uh, learning more about health and healing and and uh, and what uh, what that meant in terms of uh, especially some of the unseen forces and um, uh, the the school I went to had a had pretty pretty significant uh, energy work uh, component Um which uh, at the time was just interesting to me. And um, I ended up, uh, uh, this this girlfriend at the time, and I ended up studying with a woman um, uh, who was a really interesting woman from uh, uh, Mexico City who worked with obsidian uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, to help people heal. And so we took this course that was uh, meant for therapists uh, working with obsidian stones um, to help people uh, work with this system that she essentially developed. A mm. uh, really interesting person kind of took elements of shamanism, but also Jungian psychology, mm. um, working with obsidian stones to help us transform uh, archetypical um uh, sort of imprints from the patriarchy hmm. um, that uh, we experience in our Western lives hmm. uh, to trans help transform those things through certain meditations and and using obsidian stones that were carved in specific geometric shapes to help uh, with very specific uh, 
uh, things. So part of that training was pretty wild. Um, uh, There were some meditations like, for example, working with a slave archetype. Mm. You had to uh, essentially put on a dog collar um, and meditate kneeling as Mm. a slave, sort of embodying what it feels like to be a slave uh, for a certain amount of time uh, regularly while also concurrently working with these uh, obsidian stone uh, geometry tools, placing them on your body and meditating. Um, for for a period of time, and um, uh, actually, in I believe in one of the ceremonies that you and I uh, uh, were participating in, uh, Vision Quest, I had come back from Mexico, and uh, at the time, one of the one of the other exercises that was a part of this um, this process with this woman. Uh, Ana Silvia Serrano, I think is her name, if I remember correctly, um, uh, was that you also worked with your own inner child. Mm-hmm. And part of that had to do with um, carrying around a doll, a baby doll, uh, for about three weeks. That's right. I remember that. I had forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> and so you did do that. <laughs> I, my visa had run out um, after living in Mexico. I had just done some body work and had you know, some really amazing experiences and was also doing this, uh, this obsidian work. And, uh, but my visa was up and it was time for me to come home. And, and right around that time, uh, I had my grandfather, uh, I had lost my grandmother uh, maybe a couple years prior and, um, could hear the effect of that in, mm-hmm. on my, uh, grandfather just heard it in his voice and uh, him and I had always had a really special relationship and so had an opportunity that I could go be with him uh, while he was going through a tough time and live together and have some experience together. And so I left Mexico uh, essentially with that direction, uh, but landing into this vision quest experience. And, um, and so during that time, I decided to continue this obsidian work and doing this uh, this training. And so part of that involved carrying around this doll that was uh, the sort of the embodiment of my inner child. And um, I just remember, you know, flying back on the plane, carrying this baby doll, people kind of glancing over, you know, me <laughs> holding this doll. <laughs> and I, uh, it, was, it was a really interesting experience for sure. Really beautiful and what interesting work. to do that. Yeah, right? it took a lot, you know. It was like, wow, this is so unorthodox, you know. Here, here I am, a grown uh, young man carrying around this uh, little doll. (laughs) (laughs) The kids, you know, you should have seen the the look on the kid's face was pretty priceless. Oh, I bet. They're like, yeah. yeah." (laughs) Finally, someone gets it. (laughs) This little spark in their eye. They're like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Interesting work for sure. Yeah. And and do you feel like it was impactful carrying the doll and the... I do. I do. In some ways, I think, I think part of it was, um, part of it was kind of like feeling what it was like to go out on a limb and do something that was uncomfortable, sort of in the name of, of taking care of myself and, and, and like, um, stepping fully into kind of this exploration place, uh, um, that was for a greater good, potentially, even if it was the, um, something so odd. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what comes to mind when you say that is like how many people like want change in their life, but won't do something really different. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I mean, who knows what other forces are involved with all the things that you were just named, but like, I mean, just being willing to like, yeah, I'm going to change my life and I'm willing to do something really different. Mm-hmm. I imagine is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is. And I also, you know, what comes up for me with that, Chuck, is that um, I've had a lot of experience, I feel like, in my life of doing things differently. Mm. And um, and I think there's, I think there's pros and cons. Uh, mm. it's, it's certainly, I don't know if you can relate to this, but um, I've often felt quite different than, say, my family or... Oh, sure. Um, you know, sort of even in society. And there's a certain amount of pain that comes with that dissonance. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I think for whatever reason, it's been a big significant part of my path. And also I'm, I can see sometimes this feeling of sort of outsider or other or, or sort of counter current mm-hmm. that I've, I've, I've had, I'm, I'm in a process, I feel like of, of transforming that into more of sort of like actual, uh, actually, a, a human experience or, uh, um, uh, sort of harvesting potentially the goodness out of that and sort of at least intending to, to pivot that story in myself. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, that brings up in my mind is, is this shared mission that I have and, and maybe part of what is so appealing about West African drum and dance for me is like, it's, it's fringe enough. I mean, we live in Fort Collins, which is mostly white. Um, and so, and just doing it in and of itself is something that's very different and a little counterculture. And yet what it's mostly about is about bringing people together and 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 having unity with difference mm-hmm. uh, essentially you know there's uh, you know different parts different dancers different moves like everybody has a different role in bringing bringing uh, some 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 connection and togetherness and unity and community through difference rather than maintaining that outsider other position that I heard you start to speak about a little bit that's been a driving force in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I hadn't really put those two together, but I totally agree for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's there. That's a, that's a a great example of kind of a, a a positive way to, to sort of make harmony out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, Kale, I don't know if you're aware of this, um, if this is new for you, or maybe you're quite aware already, but like, as I've heard all of your stories, it seemed like every single one involved a woman of some way, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether in healthy ways and healing mm-hmm. ways or dysfunctional ways, like mm-hmm. love and, and women seem to be a real driving force with a lot of these choices you were making. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. A lot of my a lot of my travels um, and experiences have been uh, around love and relationships. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it, for sure that, that is, that is a big and has been a big part of my life. Interestingly, mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I know I'm maybe kind of putting you on the spot by naming that a little bit, but I wonder, like, as you've reflected on these stories you've shared so far today and all the other healing work that you've done in your life, like, uh, I, for me, and, and part of why I pick up on that is this is also a thread for me as well with my adoption and wounding around women and mothers and that sort of thing. You know, don't want to get too far down that road, but like it's it's also something I'm aware of and sensitive to, and it sounds like maybe we have some shared resonance in that and, and everything that you've just been sharing. Like, are there any lessons, wisdom, guiding forces, ways that that has shifted for you in your life because of these experiences that you're aware of in this moment you want to name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, you know, I, I can certainly say that um, I think it's an ongoing process for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just been a lot of um, a lot of growth uh, that has come, I think, out of those experiences, and uh, especially just in terms of learning about myself mm-hmm. and. And, and learning how to be in relationship. Interestingly enough, uh, it, it hasn't been until I'm in the, I've, uh, the relationship that I'm in now that I actually, I think, uh, was able to be really intentional about what it is that I wanted and what I wanted to create. Mm. Um, interestingly enough, I think uh, in, in all of my past relationships, um, there there wasn't as much of a conscious uh uh engagement but mm-hmm. more of kind of like sort of accepting what was being presented at the time and moving with it while sort of in this at, in the same token wanting to build say like a family and a life um but a lot of those relationships just didn't come to fruition mm-hmm. um I think for various reasons, um, it, it's definitely been a path of like, uh, I don't know, I guess I've heard people say things like serial monogamy, yeah, um, two-year relationship, three-year relationship, five-year relationship. Um, but I think for whatever reason, um, in most of those kind of after exploring that process, realize, well, this person isn't the one. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it is interesting that that has been a big part of my life. I don't know. It, it reminds me, uh, of, uh, during acupuncture school, I did this slam poetry reading, uh, about sex mm. And I wrote this poem about sex and kind of had reflected on, I, I grew up in Aurora. Um, it's a part of Denver where um, the the culture is a lot more, uh, um, at least at the time as a kid, was um, the, we listened to R&B music and um, the kids were just a... a pretty promiscuous at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I lost my virginity when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was, uh, it was, it seemed normal 
-hmm. my friends were doing it and um I I didn't actually have sex again until my sophomore year after doing that because something shook me. I realized this is I'm not supposed to be doing this or this mm. isn't, you know, or at least at least uh this this could be a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um and uh and so yeah, from a really young age, I think even just culturally like there was just this big drive to uh, be in relationship with women and, mm-hmm. and that sex was such a powerful thing um, that uh, that we were supposed to do mm. and um, and I feel like that somehow uh, just influenced uh, um, just a driving force in my life that um, that I was uh, uh, um, I don't know, really influenced by, I think. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I'm curious. Like, I mean, you said so much that I'm really curious about like uh, the level of consciousness of love and relationships, I think is something really fascinating. Like the, the I mean, when you said the one, this isn't the one, like I've always wondered, like, what is the one? Everyone talks mm-hmm. about that. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, at the risk of saying, so staying so high level and philosophical, like what is love and what is sex? And, and, um, it reminds me, I was just walking with a friend who, um, has gotten really into Tantra and things like that. And she was saying like, yeah, I'm really exploring and finding out what sex really is. And I was like, really? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've been exploring that a really long time and I still have no idea what it is. I think that it keeps changing every time I think I know what it is. It's something else. (laughs) And, And your story of like having it at age 13 and then having enough awareness, but not enough awareness, both of the conscious and unconscious at the same time to know that like, this is big and powerful and I, I need to slow down with it, you know, at least until college. And then, and then still, obviously it sounds like had plenty of sex after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It, my goodness. I mean, just in looking back, it's it's amazing how how so much time can go by and so many experiences can happen and also um how growth can take so much time and insight and understanding can can take so much time at least it has for me. Mm-hmm. Um here I am 43 and and uh uh starting to, I don't know, take a deeper look at and have a deeper understanding about the things that I uh, value and and think are important and, and want to cultivate after so much uh, trying so many things. And, and yeah. I think in my experience too, my my relationship with what is the one and and sex itself and love and mm-hmm. relationship um gosh it's changed so much definitely mm-hmm. well and I, I appreciate you sharing your experiences because that's that's one of my values and that's kind of what this podcast is all about is that like we can read all kinds of books by spiritual people and psychotherapists or self proclaimed experts and gurus of like, this is what relationships are and sex is and love is and life is supposed to be about. Um, but I, I believe that that deeper wisdom comes from like having those direct experiences and then realizing, oh yeah, this worked really well for me. I'm going to 
do more of that, at least for a time, you know, because sometimes like uh, as we started our conversation talking about seasons, sometimes things that work well for a while don't work well in other seasons, you know, and, and then things that don't work well, like, well, I thought it was supposed to be this and actually that didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And they're all powerful teachers, really. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, we've got a few more minutes here. Um, as we've been talking, any other particular experiences or stories come to mind that feel relevant that you want to share? No, I feel like just in, in sort of the vein of the conversation, um, I feel like I, I've just been really lucky um, to have been able to live in, in a lot of places and have have some of these experiences. And, um, you know, on one hand, they've been certainly challenging. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, they've been so full of beauty. And uh, I've had a lot of really kind people uh, help me in my life along the way, too. So yeah. um, that seems really important to name just that. Um, uh yeah, just some some gratitude for that, for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, you said that things have really started to shift for you. I, I wonder if you want to name a little bit about after all these experiences and the challenges and the beauty and now that you're um, in this building stage of life, like what are you really trying to build right now after everything you've experienced? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I've, um, right now, uh, in terms of the shift that you mentioned, uh, in a lot of ways, it's coming. It's coming more and more, in some ways, just to some basic goodness. You know, it's hmm. um, uh, creating a home and uh, like to create a family, um, be a part of a community, deepen in that. I feel like there's just so much beauty um, when I've witnessed and been a part of uh, a group of people or a community of people who um, take care of one another, um, uh, who follow certain rhythms and patterns of life. You know, there's certain traditions and... um, that I'd like to cultivate and and to build. Um, There's just, I feel like so much goodness that can come out of uh, simple things that, uh, that people choose to do together, like having meals regularly or certain things that are celebrated within the culture or um, uh, promoting creativity or um, being able to uh, take care of one another. Um, and so, uh, those are the things that I'm excited about right now. It feels like for some reason having, a uh, uh, bought a house and, uh, starting this, uh, family trajectory and this business trajectory, um, it just feels like a, a good fire to tend to. Mm. And so, um, so those are the shifts for me, um, 
figuring out how to do that with a more aging body and um <laughs> uh and and even where i'm at in terms of uh the resources i have kind of i'm in this uh uh phase of of taking sort of a leap of faith and trusting um, that I'm going to be able to uh, move through this precipice in a good way and, mm. and, uh, and have the courage and the fortitude and the, the energy to, um, to do these things. And also um, even just in, in, in starting this podcast, uh, uh, Chuck, ha, uh, had a really lovely um, way of bringing us in and centering us and, and reminded me of, uh, of the resources we have in ourselves mm. uh, just in the way you were speaking. And so, um, so that's nice. It's nice to just be reminded also of, uh, of not having to do all of this alone and, and even, even having the resource inside uh, of ourselves to, um, to be able to tap into and 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 lean into uh, when when one is building some larger things and 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 looking when I'm looking to continue to actualize my dreams that I've been working towards uh, for so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm what I'm hearing is that you're once again finding yourself in this place of needing to and being willing to really trust life mm -hmm. right? and all your journeys throughout the world like you've put yourself in a position where you had to really trust life mm -hmm. and um obviously sometimes life beat you up a little bit uh, <laughs> but or a lot or a lot <laughs> no just joking yeah. well and it can be true <laughs> yeah, but eventually like did provide the support and the resources and um and your journey has been one of of having the resources of um of both the material world, uh, like people and food and, and that sort of thing, as well as the unseen world. And, um, yeah, I imagine that sets you up well to, um, to, to build this next phase that you're, that you're in. And, and I know just as well as I think you you, you know, as well, that doesn't necessarily make it less scary and it doesn't necessarily take the doubts away, but, um, but like you just reflected being reminded of like, oh yeah, the resources are there and <laughs> it might be a journey and there might be some bumps and then, but eventually, um, we'll probably get there. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I think that's well said and, uh, and I agree and I, and, and thankfully I, I think these, uh, these endeavors are worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I also really appreciate what you just shared about like the simplicity, um, you know, you've, you've experienced so many big things and had some, so many big adventures. And at the end of all of it, what you really want is to have a house and a family and community and share some meals together. And you didn't name it, but I, I know it's one of your values of maybe making some music together and mm -hmm. having some creativity and, um, and, and that's it. Yeah. 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 And just providing, uh, providing something in the community that 
that is a good thing, you know, like this acupuncture thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just being able to, to give back yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's reminding me of something I've been working on in my own therapy for a long time now of, um, I too have experienced so many big things and, and, and knowledge and wisdom and ceremonies. And I'm constantly feeling like, Oh, I need to build something big or better or whatever. And my therapist is always reminding me of like, no, you don't. (laughs) Why? What's really driving that? Really look at that, you know? And, and she has said once or twice that some cultures, their philosophy is actually like, well, just don't fuck it up. Like, <laughs> just don't leave the world worse than when you came in. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Maybe right. that's actually enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All of our attempts to make something bigger and better <laughs> sometimes don't go as well as we plan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Gosh, yeah. even on the daily. On the day, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel really called to share too, just um, uh, an image that occurred as I was walking with a client this morning before our conversation that feels really relevant to what you named about your stage uh, of life right now too, is um, as we were walking in Fort Collins right now, the, the trees are just bright golden um and they have been for a few weeks now it's really been amazing uh, to witness like often in fall here the um, trees will start to turn colors and then uh, it'll snow and freeze and all the leaves fall off but we've been really blessed with a long gradual fall the past few weeks and um this morning, this particular moment um, we did have a cold snap last night and some winds and so more the leaves are falling off. It's still quite golden, but there's also a lot more exposed limbs and the trunks and the branches. And my client was able to realize how um, rooted the trees can be, obviously. And I mean, this this metaphor is not new to most people, um, but how rooted they can be and how tall and strong they can be and how able to blow in the wind they can be um, really accessing the nutrients of, of the earth and the soil and the deep rootedness um, as well as the nutrients of, of the light and the water that comes in through the parts of the tree that are up way high in the air. And in this moment to actually see the beauty of like the falling away and the letting go and the rawness and the simplicity of what's exposed um, after all of the beautiful greens and the beautiful taking in all the nutrients and then the beautiful golds that we've had for weeks that now we're in this balance point of like, yeah, it's still beautiful and it's letting go the raw simplicity, the vulnerable exposure, um, seems to be a really potent image and metaphor for the journey that you've just shared with us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, those are all really, uh, beautiful, uh, images for sure that you just shared and touching and, and, and absolutely resonant for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if there's much else to say, so maybe that's the end of our conversation. Anything else for you? No, thank you. Thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure to uh to be with you and to have this opportunity to share and um grateful for this uh moment with you also and uh to to reflect on some of these things and and to be together after all these years uh um in this capacity. Um yeah, I just wanna say thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um yeah, really blessed. And um, how many years did we talk about, hey, we just need to live closer and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it's true. It probably was at least 10 years ago I first met you. Um, I don't know exactly when it was, but long time now. And then you were on your travels and adventures and, and now we're getting to share some values and some music and some meals and some community together. And so I feel really fortunate to have you in my life and really fortunate that you came and shared your stories. And there's a little part of me that wants to go farther into the conversations around love and sex and relationship because they're so interesting and juicy and <laughs> we'll just have to leave it at that. And, and maybe we'll be lucky enough to talk and share again one day. It sounds great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, Gail. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life too is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.